Welcome to the Let's Talk Money and More podcast with me, Leslie Thomas. The aim of the podcast is to get us all talking about money more. Talking about money is still considered to be a taboo. We don't talk about money enough. Women don't talk about money enough. And that needs to stop. In this podcast, my guests and I talk about money, mindset, and how to turn around limiting beliefs, allowing you to develop a healthy, wealthy money mindset. Our relationship with money doesn't just affect our finances, but impacts every aspect of our business. And most of all, our own sense of self-value and self-worth. By mastering your mindset, you can in turn master the money you make in your business. Welcome to the latest episode of Let's Talk Money and More with me, Leslie Thomas. Today, it's just me. And I want to talk about something that you will hear me talking about more and more. And that is the fascinating world of neuroscience and its impact on our relationship with and behaviors around money. Learning about how the brain works when it comes to our behaviors around money is just so incredibly helpful. Our brain's reward system, the very same system that activates when we enjoy our favorite treats or experience pleasure, also plays a significant role in how we perceive financial gains. Neuroscience has shown that our brain's reward system is activated when we anticipate a financial gain. This natural response can be beneficial as it motivates us to seek financial opportunities and grow our businesses. However, this reward response can also be hijacked by impulsive spending habits, creating debt, taking longer amounts of time to achieve our goals, and from there leading to financial setbacks. To improve our relationship with money, it's important to be aware of this brain response and practice delayed gratification to avoid impulsive purchases. By recognizing the draw of immediate rewards, we can make more rational financial decisions in the long run, benefiting both our personal and business finances, and with that, our relationship with money overall. No surprises that financial stress on our brain and decision-making processes can be damaging, both in the short and longer term. Neuroimaging studies have demonstrated that financial stress activates the amygdala, a part of the brain involved in emotions and decision-making. Chronic financial stress can cause the release of cortisol, commonly known as the stress hormone, which impairs decision-making abilities and leads to irrational choices. 
As business owners, we know that managing finances can be stressful, especially during challenging times. But the good news is we can counteract the negative effects of financial stress through stress reduction techniques like mindfulness or physical exercise. Yes, regular exercise can play a hugely important part in reducing financial stress. Our relationship with money is and should always be an holistic one. So we need to look at the whole of our lives in order to improve the financial aspect as well. By taking care of our mental and physical well-being, we can improve our cognitive functions, make better financial decisions and handle financial challenges with a clearer mind. Too much of the stress hormone cortisol can lead to impaired memory function, making it harder for us to remember things. So getting to the top of the stairs in your house and forgetting what you came upstairs for could be related to financial stress and not just be because you're feeling tired, being of a certain age or other reasons we can give ourselves. It can be directly down to the relationship that we have with money. So another reason why it's important to create the right relationship with money so we remember more and forget less. So let's talk about practical steps we can take to improve our relationship with money and our financial behaviours. Research shows that tracking expenses and creating a budget can positively influence our financial behaviours. This is because the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain responsible for executive functions like planning and decision-making, can be trained to be more conscious of financial choices. As business owners, we should all understand the importance of planning and strategy. By regularly monitoring and reviewing our budget, we can strengthen these executive functions and, with doing so, improve our relationship with money. A well-maintained budget will not only keep us on track with our financial goals, but also enhance our decision-making abilities when it comes to investments and expenses. So checking our bank account on a regular basis is a key part of this process. And again, the reason why I bang on about this on a frequent basis. So what does neuroscience show us with regards to the concept of scarcity and its impact on our financial decisions? The concept of scarcity coined by behavioural economist Sedhil Mulhainathan and cognitive psychologist Elda Shafir explains how the perception, and I'm going to stress that word again, the perception 
of a limited resource like money can affect our decision making. Neuroscience studies have revealed that when our brain perceives scarcity, and again, I'm going to stress that, perceives scarcity, it impairs cognitive functions such as attention, memory, and impulse control. Remember the example I gave just now regarding getting to the top of the stairs and forgetting why you were there. I will be back after this short break. Financial awareness is not taught in enough schools, which means children are not receiving the level of information needed to help them become money savvy. With 87% of 11 to 18 year olds saying they have limited knowledge about managing money, only four in 10 children and young people saying they've had some financial education at school and research demonstrating that those who don't receive financial education as a child are more likely to be unemployed or earning less today than those who did. This is why I have developed the Money and Mindset Made Simple for Teenagers online self-paced programme to help our children to empower their knowledge of and relationship with money. As a parent, you want to equip your children with the essential life skills to allow them to thrive in today's fast-moving world. So go to the show notes to access full details for the programme. If you are a school or institute that would like to use the programme under licence, then reach out directly to me via email leslie at themoneyconfidenceacademy.com. Now, let's return to the show. As business owners, we can, of course, face resource constraints. And this perception of scarcity can influence our financial choices. Being aware of this cognitive bias can help us make more rational financial decisions. By consciously acknowledging the impact of scarcity on our thought process, we can work towards finding solutions and making wiser financial choices for our businesses. So at its most simple form, a scarcity mindset can impair our decision-making process, leading to poor financial behaviours, which in turn become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Something that I have spoken about frequently on this podcast is gratitude and how it can play a crucial role in improving our financial well-being. The practice of gratitude has been linked to improved financial well-being. Studies in neuroscience that I have geeked on so much over the last X number of months has shown that gratitude activates the brain's reward system, releasing dopamine and making us feel good. When we cultivate a sense of gratitude towards our financial situation, we can shift our mindset from scarcity to abundance. As business owners, it's so essential to appreciate the resources we have 
and to celebrate our achievements, no matter how big or small. In fact, the podcast episode that I recorded to celebrate the 100th episode of my podcast went into more detail with regards to why celebrating our achievements is so, so important. By practicing gratitude, we can reduce the urge for unnecessary spending and focus on long-term financial growth for our business. Money can be used to self-medicate and self-soothe, but those feelings are simply masking the underlying deeper feelings around lack. That might be lack of self-worth, lack of self-value, lack of self-confidence. But from this position of lack, what we seek from money ends up being a temporary hit, which we then want more of. But we also have to deal with buyer's remorse, with guilt around overspending, guilt regarding increasing reliance on debt, etc., which serves no positive purpose in the medium to long term. We live in a world where money is an integral part of our lives. It affects our choices, our opportunities and overall well-being. Yet for many of us, our relationship with money can be complex and sometimes even tumultuous. The good news is that neuroscience holds profound insights into how our minds perceive and interact with money. By delving into those findings, we can transform our relationship with money for the better leading to a more fulfilling and prosperous life. This is exactly the work I do with my clients and why I do it. Education and coaching combined together are powerful tools for promoting financial literacy and well-being. By incorporating neuroscience-backed principles into financial education, we can equip individuals, ourselves, with the knowledge and tools to build a more secure future. The brain is remarkably adaptable, and through neuroplasticity, we can reshape our neural pathways to foster healthier money habits. Neuroplasticity means that the brain can create new connections and modify existing ones based on our experiences and learning. This presents an exciting opportunity to train our brains for better financial outcomes. To achieve this, mindfulness and positive psychology techniques can be really effective. Meditation and self-reflection can help us identify and challenge deep-seated beliefs about money. By cultivating a positive mindset and focusing on gratitude and abundance, we can reduce feelings of scarcity and develop a healthier approach to finances. So it isn't just about a healthier approach to our body, It's also about a healthier approach to our relationship with money as well. 
Our relationship with money is often shaped by our upbringing, our culture, and past experiences. However, neuroscience suggests that it is never too late to change our money story. And this starts by exploring your financial beliefs and attitudes, something I return back to time and time again. Remember, awareness is the first step towards positive change. By understanding how our brain responds to financial situations, we can harness its potential and make smarter choices for our business and personal finances. So thank you for tuning in today. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with those who you think would also find it useful. And as I said at the start of this week's episode, I'm going to be returning to this topic on a frequent basis because I think it really does inform the relationship that we currently have with money and helps to transform and develop the relationship we want to have. In the meantime, if you'd like to know more about the services I offer, please do reach out to me. Details are in the show notes. So that's it for today. Have a great week. Thanks very much for listening to the latest episode of the Let's Talk Money and More podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to better understand your relationship with money, then please head to the resources section on my website, the Money Confidence Academy, and download my monthly money mindset audit. This will allow you to create a benchmark for where your relationship with money is right now and allow you to continue to measure it on a monthly basis as you do the inner work to improve it. You will also find a copy of my Money Archetypes Assessment at the same time, which will allow you to start to really understand which are your three primary money archetypes driving your relationship with money and how to use this information to make, spend, keep and invest more money. Or if you are a female online business owner, why not join my free Money Confidence community over on Facebook? A link to the group and other ways to connect with me can be found in the show notes. Finally, if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please do tell others about it. And I would love it if you rated it and gave a review.